from Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a weekly visit with contemporary composers who make video game soundtracks. I'm Emily Reese. All right, no, just no, absolutely not. There is no way I'll be able to play this game, but I sure enjoyed talking with the composers. And the game I'm talking about is Alien Isolation, which is apparently terrifying. And that's why I'll never play it. I can watch the movie, fine, cannot play scary games. But as I said, I really enjoyed talking with Joe Henson and Alexis Smith. They're a composing team. They call themselves The Flight. Recently, they worked on Alien Isolation, and they wrote the multiplayer music for Assassin's Creed IV Black Flag. They've also worked on some of the Little Big Planet games. Normally, in these episodes, I've been trying lately to give you a heads up about what kind of track you're hearing, what the name of the piece of the music is that you're hearing. Well, the bummer of Alien Isolation is they've not officially released the soundtrack yet, so the tracks don't have names. They're called things like Alien Isolation Promo Track 1 and so on. So that's why I'm not going to let you know the names of those pieces, but I will give you a heads up about which Black Flag tracks you're hearing from Assassin's Creed. Their music for Alien Isolation is getting a lot of attention. It's up for Best Score at the Game Awards this Friday, December 5th. Best of luck, fellas. Your music is great. So again, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Just a pleasure to get to speak with you. A couple of so, first of all, could you introduce yourselves for the listeners, just so they're clear on who is who? Okay, we've been told we sound very similar, but I'm Joe. And I'm Alexis. And I suppose we'd say we are the flight. <laughs> yes, you are. So how did you become the flight? The flight is the name that you have chosen for your composer duo. So tell me the story about how you became the flight. Well, we met uh, a while back um, recording. I had a band at the time, and Alexis produced um, our album. Um, and we we got on really well. Very similar mindset, different influences, very different influences, but similar mindset. And we just got on really well. And in, in the music industry, if you meet somebody you get on well with, it's worth kind of sticking with them, really. Yeah, and we we just found that we could just kind of work together without it. It wasn't. It was never. It was never a strain, or never. It was just kind of automatic. Uh, uh, what we both did just kind of slotted together like a jigsaw, and um, we ended up doing better stuff than we would uh, individually and yeah. so and so it was it was just meant to we we both knew it was just meant to be and um, so we decided to give it a go now that requires i think a certain level of humility to be able to recognize that alone you're one musician and with someone else you're uh, potentially a better musician is that what you think yeah i think i think it's something that's slightly lost nowadays because i think to me what you just said then applies to pretty much all music yeah the the rolling stones are better together than they are individually and um and I, i think we've lost sight of that a little bit because because you can physically sit in a room on your own with a computer and pretty much do everything from record the first track to mastering the album and putting it out online because you can, it is done. And you, as well as, but for us, that's not where the magic of music happens. It's 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 all about the people that you work with along the way, and, and the, the the sort of chaos that comes out of collaborations of two different people's 
musical backgrounds but and musical experience. Talking about humility as well, you have to kind of let, let go of a lot of control and trust the other person. And we, well, I think that happened very early on where we would just, if somebody, one of us says, no, that's not right, we don't really fight about it. Well, that's the thing. You can only do that with someone you actually trust. And, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's just something that's there or not. Yeah. And, and I don't, you, can't, you can't make it happen. You know, we've both worked with other people as well. And you know, there's lots of people that we work with and like working with, but I've never met anyone else that I could actually be a duo with. This is called Portobello from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. What is your strength as a composer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bass player um, by trade. I toured with bands um, through the 90s, the late 90s, early, early 2000s. Um, so I'm a player, really, and I, I like to play, even if I can't play the instrument, I like to give it a go. That's the, I think that's my thing. But he's downplaying. He's downplaying. <laughs> it's impossible. This, 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 it's a, that's a really impossible question to answer because we, we, don't really, we don't have set roles in the studio. There's... There's things that we each tend to do most mm. of the time, but but again, it's it's just it's what what makes us work together is 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 all the 25 years you know behind us and 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 just that sure. strange combination. And I and I I think I I think me writing anything, whether it's you know whether it's words or music or anything, from nothing to having something is just it's a black magic and mm. it just I don't think you can. I don't think you can sort of analyse it too sure. much about about you know how it how it happens. We've actually been doing a lot of we're doing a lot of analysing in hindsight because we've been doing a few interviews after releasing mm -hmm. Alien. It's very it's interesting how much in hindsight we're having to look back. What were we actually doing? There? What were we thinking? Sure, because a lot of the a lot of the time it's the chaos of of stuff just happening and 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 the, and the I you know used to think of it as luck but it's not but you know we we work together and things just happen and a lot of the time you're not really thinking you're just kind of going with the feeling and the vibe and mm -hmm. the flow yeah. a flurry of creation if you will yeah and sometimes you you know you get to the end of it and you think oh I don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you know exactly where it came from yeah. and it's been it has been a, f a fascinating thing doing, doing these interviews and, and thinking about the processes that we go through oh I bet but, but a lot of the time it is just, you know, just jamming. <laughs> That's another track from AC Black Flag called La Havana. Do you feel like a lot of your, uh, a lot of your music comes from improvisation and working off of each other that way yeah and and listening to things around mm -hmm. you you know whether there be real things or conversations <laughs> or other music you know there's, there's, there's a real shorthand that we or a, a kind of a lot of the time we can kind of look at each other and know what what we mean we we do embarrassingly sit down and go right this kind of thing and we kind of sing ideas to each mm -hmm. other which we would never do in front of anybody else <laughs> 
Um, but then one of us usually pick up an instrument and start playing, no matter what genre it is we normally play. So, Joe, you started as a bass player. I'm talking much, much younger now. Alexis, what, or maybe you didn't, Joe. What, what, did, what did you each start off as musicians? I was always a bass player. I think my dad played me Stanley Clark when I was a kid. Oh, cool. And, and that hooked me. And I've, I've been a bass player since I was about 13. I've, I've always played. Yeah, and I, I started with this guitar player. My mum played guitar and all the cool people on top of the pops played guitar. <laughs> so I wanted to. Um, and I, I'm no great guitarist. My musical kind of uh, road to Damascus moment came when um, I got given a, a sequencing software that I loaded up onto my dad's PC and suddenly kind of entered the world of electronic music and, and really I, was, you know, I could kind of write for myself and work out how you know, how to make sounds and things like that, that was me hooked. For me, it was the kind of how music's put together and how, how all the sounds, all the individual sounds add up to make a song or a piece of music that moves you. That's it for me. I can play guitar enough to kind of get my ideas down, but I would never, I'd never, I'm not good enough to make it as a professional guitar player. Sure, sure. That was Tampa Bay from AC Black Flag. Let's go ahead and start talking about some of your specific projects then. You mentioned Alien, so let's go ahead and start with that one. And besides, this is a huge deal. When we knew it was being made, it was that, right, we have to do this, we have to do this game, we have to. And there was, I think, the first day there was that moment of, oh my God, it's Alien. (laughs) Um, But but we we just so wanted to do it because it was... You know, we, we loved that film. We both, when we were kids, we, we watched them millions of times. And yeah, we didn't really think about it too much other than no, it, was, luckily. it was that if that was being made, we want to do it. Yeah, Alien's one of those films that all of, all of the team working on, actually. It's the film that you will watch at least once a year. And I have done, I have done since I got it on VHS. Yeah. There's that and, and probably Blade Runner and I think The Abyss as well I managed to watch every year. It's one of those classic films that if, and if it's on TV, I will watch it. So it was, it was, it was interesting starting the project and each was having a very personal idea of what is Alien, what is the sound of Alien. Yes, and, and not only is the movie itself iconic, but this soundtrack, I mean, come on, this is one of the soundtracks that people mention as being one of the most influential, not only sci-fi soundtracks, but I think soundtracks in general in the last part of the 20th century. This is music from Jerry Goldsmith's original score to the film Alien. One of those first soundtracks that really crossed over into into the sound design as well, and it kind of blurred the lines yeah. between soundtrack and sound design, which is something that Alexis and I have always been. Yeah, and and the, the other, you know, we we knew this. This is one of the first times we've done a project where we knew exactly what they were 
you know, starting from before yeah. we started working on it. So when it came to sort of studying it even more, you know, it was we had a big head start already. And we we were lucky because they they licensed some of the cues from the original film, which is a really good jumping off point. It was really nice to not be just kind of starting and going right. Let's do something that we're trying to sound like those cues. Yeah, we, we had those cues. We had the themes that yeah. we could use, and so. So we do it properly, you know, because that that was that was completely vital to it. Yeah, you can't start off from a kind of we'll make it sound a bit like this, a bit like so that, cheap, just be rubbish. Yeah. Yes, we had to do about three hours of music in the end. Just having those assets available meant that we didn't have to fake them. You know, the whole thing about Alien Isolation in in the design, the characters, that everything they wanted to do. The, Creative Assembly wanted to do. They wanted to make it authentic. Yes. And and you know and they worked hand in hand with 20th Century Fox to make it authentic to get all the archive stuff. And and luckily they did that with the music as well. So and some of the original musicians, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I don't know if that was. It was, it was more luck rather yeah. than design. Yeah. There, there's there, we have a really good group of um, uh, uh, orchestral musicians in, in London, and, and they they're real kind of jobbing jobbing session players and, and a, a good handful of them were, had worked in the original film and they walked in they wa- sessions. yeah they just walked yeah, in and said yeah. like, oh my god these, these guys worked in the original film it's amazing no way <laughs> I didn't know that happened by accident that's amazing yeah 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 you can choose some of the play but it's it's who's available on, on the days that you've got the orchestra most of the time and this is you know this this is kind of why London is is great to record in you know you can't throw a stick without hitting somebody who's worked on Star Wars. <laughs> you know, I mean, usually, usually if you have an orchestra, you will go. Oh, that guy did all the Star Wars stuff. That's the trumpeter from yeah. that. These guys played on. You know, they're, 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 yeah. So it's quite likely. Yeah, but, we but, were going to get. Them, but but we had yes, yeah, some, some of the key great, players. Yeah. 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 Very very cool. Now I have to confess to you. Uh, of course, top score listeners might be clued in on this. I'm a chicken. There's no way I could ever play this game, <laughs> ever. I can watch the film. I love the film, yeah. but I could never play the game. And so, did you ever scare yourself while you were writing the music? We've we've got a we're we're playing it at the moment actually because when you're when you're working on the game, you never get a chance to play it start to finish, right? Because it's 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 you know because they don't finish making it until. Until after you finish, until after we finish, yeah. until yeah. like day day of yeah. you know, the day they send it to be burnt to discs, they're still working on it. So we've sat down, and it's 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 a scary game. It's, yeah. it's and, really scary. And we did we did have to scare ourselves doing the music, yeah. and you know some of it. You know when we had to do the mo- the most intense stuff. You know when you're about to die, basically. Um, <laughs> it's not only scary. You know, some, if 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 someone walked in and you know you were listening loud and they tapped you on your shoulder, you would you would jump yeah. out of the skin. A lot of the time, and I'd be I'd be going hell for leather in here with this with all the strings blaring. Alexis would walk in and he would yeah. he'd, he'd say cup of tea and I'd jump out. Of yeah. You know the, the alien the alien sound again has got a lot of aleatoric and atonal um, keys to it and um, for the really intense stuff you know it got very intense and it was quite exhausting no player will ever have to listen to what no. we listened to that for there, there was there was a month where Alexis and I were basically doing aleatoric high level yeah. stress music the again the, 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 list, the, the player will will only ever hear for a few seconds yeah, before he dies yeah. or he or she sorry yeah, he or yeah, she yeah. Dies. <laughs> So aleatoric music, you know, that's this is a 20th century technique. Atonality was a 20th century concept. Talk to me a little bit about, um, I guess, explain what that means. Well, aleatoric means a random element. It just it's introducing a random element into the performance and, and thus recording of a score. So you have on the score, you may have a musical symbol and 
uh, two two notes on a on a stave and and then an instruction next to it. Pick a note between these and play it as fast as you can. So, for instance, in, in, all the members of the orchestra will end up picking different notes and playing them at slightly different speeds. So you get this great yeah. random randomness. We would um, we and, and again like, you know, one offs that you will yeah. never hear again. You, you, we did a lot of times say start here and end over here somewhere. And just kind of let let them do it and do a couple of takes of that, or we all want you to end on this note, but start wherever you like, you know. And that was that's basically what what we did, kind of days and days of with with an orchestra. And these these were things that Jerry Goldsmith was 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 exploring in in his original score. And so you know we definitely thought, well, well, let's go, let's take what he did, just try and work out what he did, and then go even further because we've got a lot more minutes to fill. Yeah, but also that stuff that stuff is very difficult to fake. As well. oh, yeah, so, yeah. so you we, can't, we you can't use samples. To do no, that. we did. We did that very early on in the sessions. We went in and, and, and recorded a lot of, and then put that into samplers so we could play it back and manipulate and stuff as well. Imagine you're not always asking a player to actually play a note. You might be asking them to make a sound or make an unusual noise with their instrument, which again cannot be used. You can't sample them. Yeah, right? but also there's stuff which, which from the original film, like the Colenio snaps with through tape delays and stuff. That's instantly. If you hear that, you know it's one of the Alien films. Yeah. Or it's something. And that's alien that's something that's been copied. You know, it's been copied a lot since 1979. And you know, you, a lot of science fiction films have kind of have looked back at, at Jerry's at some of Jerry Goldsmith's um, well, techniques the, he used there. But you know, but they were new for Alien. With the flute thing, you hear mm. that, and you know, you're in yeah, space. You're yeah. in space. Yeah. The flute thing. Describe it. <laughs> you hear that on so many other sides. That means films. space, yeah. but it also, but you know, but that, but we luckily we could we could license that, so we weren't going. But we were doing the authentic thing, the right? Notes, like. And the the, right the, the other one is the alien, the alien whale, as we called it in the end. Ooh. It kind of goes like that. It's on the opening credits. You can hear it. Just this kind of sound, and we spent a long time working out how to do that. And it was one of the original players. Who, who came and said, oh, it's a conch shell, it's a conch shell. And we'd done, we'd, we'd, we'd done a few, di- we, we read a few different, obviously, yeah. um, um, rest in peace, Jerry, Jerry Goldsmith's dead, but um, we did a lot of, um, there was a lot of different kind of um, people remembering yeah. how these things were done because they were so long ago. And, and so we sort of tried out all the different techniques it's, and we used the combination of all of, of them. Yeah, yeah. Was, we, did, we did Super Ball, which is bouncy ball, rubbing it on the bottom of a piano. We did bowed bass drums, bowed cymbals, big bowed metal sheets. Got a thing called a zoob tube, which Alexa sang through, which sounds amazing. But we used everything, in the end, we used everything.
What were some of the most unusual things you think you used? I think uh, it's a zoom tube. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never well, even heard of that. Well, I've got one here. It's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a cardboard it's a cardboard tube with a spring. Kind of here you go. And what happens if you sing in it? Uh, I'm not going to show you that. Oh, I will. Oh, go on, go. <laughs> There you go. That's it. That probably sounds terrible. Yeah, but it's that that, and you pitch it down, and we had tape delays, real tape delays, and spring reverbs, and we kind of mucked around with a lot of things. We worked with this amazing choir as well called Synergy, who um, worked with Steve Reich. Yeah, and and they came up with some. They were amazing, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't even. They do brilliant mic- micro tuning between themselves. They're a really really extraordinary group of girls. Wow, micro tuning when you're doing like quarter steps. Yeah, 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 and then, then, then hit it, resolving to a perfect pitched chord and stuff. And they're, they're really, they're amazing. How long were you working on it? <laughs> Eighteen months. Yeah, that's a long. Long. It's great working on games because they go on for so long. You, you can really have time to explore explore the music properly, and you're not rushing out like on a film score. You know, you could you could be doing it in in uh, under a month, but it's great to have time to really work on a score like you're doing games. And and you get involved nice and early on, so you can you know you're not just you know you can get in, you can just get a bit involved in the development of it. You know, yeah. some, sometimes even some of the music you've done might you know might influence some other aspects of the game's design, you yeah. know, which is, again, you'd never get in any other medium no. No. because of the early... The disadvantage is that, some, you know, quite often you start a game and it's and six months later the game has changed a lot and maybe the first six months of what you've written might not be relevant anymore. But, mm. but uh, we, we enjoy getting involved that early and it kind of, you know, we do, we do find that whole world extremely fascinating. You know, we're, we're the first... Kind of generation to grow up with with video games, you know, from from when we were kids to now, and and we do find that fascinating. And as as neither me or Joa could ever program a game, then this is our only way into that <laughs> into that world, which which again I think is black magic. Yeah, it's amazing. some of the multiplayer music for Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which I played the hell out of that game. Oh my gosh. That game was great. And and very different sound, of course, than than what you did in Alien. And in Black Flag, we've got flutes and lots of what sounds like, you know, terrestrial acoustic percussion. Yeah. And uh, singers, you worked with singers there too. We, We started that almost... Within within weeks of starting Alien, we started them both pretty much at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's really nice to work on something so different. You know, if we, if we were doing Alien and we we're working on another, you know, mer- scare, scary space game, yeah, it, it would have, it would have yeah. been very difficult. But having those, you know, doing a pirate game and doing Alien at the same time, it was great. And it was on that we pretty much 
apart from the fiddle and the flamenco guitar, flamenco guitar we pretty much played everything on that. Yeah. Now, now you say it's quite interesting because you say it's completely different, but actually, you know, we the the palette of the instruments is different because the environments are different and the time the time is different. But you know, we write we write the music in the same way, and and that's it's kind of what links it all together for us. We 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 don't we we still kind of a, approach the com composition in the same way. Yeah. And I guess that's just what that's what kind of makes our that's what makes our sound. That's why hopefully you can you know people will be able to tell us ours. Yeah. It's just the it's the way you yes. write. And even though, as you say, you know all the instruments, there's not really any crossover in instrumentation between those two projects, which was yeah. good because yeah. we were doing them at the same time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you'd work on Alien for a while, get sick of it, work on Black Flag, or vice versa. Never. No, actually, what, we started Black Flag. Black Flag was was a much quicker turnaround. Yeah. So we Alien was we, very early uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but the, the we were still experimenting a lot. With yeah, Alien. Alien, Alien we were we were we were we were doing research and sound gathering and, and experimenting, and and with Black Flag we just had to kind of jump in and start. We, but yeah, you're right. It is nice to have um, the breaks from yeah. things are really good for you. When you know, just working on something for a few days and then going and working on another thing for a couple of days, you come back to the original thing and you do. You'd have you just you can hear it again. Yeah, yeah we we'd worked really with a lot important. of artists, so it was good while we we're working on Alien to go off and we you know we we released an EP while we were doing, working on Alien. We worked with singers and stuff, so it was really nice to be able you could step away for a couple of days, yeah. do some songwriting, and then come back to Alien afterwards. I think it's we think that's really important. You don't want. There's a fine line. Like two two projects at the same time is great. Four is is impossible to handle. You know. With the Black Flag music, was there any difference in uh, how you approached interactive elements of the music? I would imagine that, and this this could be just a complete incorrect assumption on my part. But my assumption is that the Black Flag music would have would be a little bit more ambient and less interactive than your Alien score. Is that? way off base <laughs> you're right in that the, they are they both approached both those projects approached interactivity in a different way you know still because they had both had they had different aims that the music had to do you know in in, right. in alien the music's job is to is to terrify you yeah. and in in black flag the music's job is to kind of um set the scene most most importantly, you know, depending on the, uh, the which map you're on, is to set the scene for that environment, and then to tell you, you know, what's happening in the in the yeah, game and how you're doing, um, yeah. and uh, whether you're hunting or being hunted or anything like that. So, so I won't go into the kind of technical details, but but because the music needs to do a different job in each in each of those two games, then yes, the the interactive. Interactivity was approached in a different way. Yeah, but it's it's really important when you're. Well, we think it's really important when you're doing games. To, is you you keep the system in mind, but you don't let it oh, kind of constrain you or influence you too much. Yeah, you've got to write the music anyway. So you've got to kind of 
you, you, you know, you learn how they're going to do it, then you write the music not worrying about it, and then, <laughs> you, you, you know, hopefully because you thought about it before, it won't be too much of a job in getting it to work in, in the system that it needs to work, because you've still got to, it's still got to be a piece of music that you yeah. can listen to and stand up, you know, it still has to, yeah. or else it's just a bunch of sounds put together. Well, thank you both again. An absolute pleasure speaking with you and getting to know you musically and uh, chat with you today. Great. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Top Score, part of the Infinite Guest Network from American Public Media. You can listen to our other programs at infiniteguest.org, like Home Dunk with John Moe or Secret Skin with Open Mike Eagle. You can also learn more about The Flight and Alien Isolation and the multiplayer music for Assassin's Creed Black Flag at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Potok. Mark Hintz mixes each episode. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. Follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese.
From American Public Media, this is Top Score, a weekly visit with contemporary composers who make video game soundtracks. I'm Emily Rees. In the music industry, if you meet somebody you get on well with, it's worth kind of sticking with them. Joe Henson and Alexis Smith are a composing duo. They're a team named The Flight. The two just wrote music for a new game based off of the 1979 film Alien. Composer Jerry Goldsmith wrote the score to that movie, and Joe and Alexis were allowed to use some of those themes from that iconic soundtrack in their own music for the game, which is called Alien Isolation. Here's a portion of our conversation. Let's go ahead and start talking about some of your specific projects then. You mentioned Alien, so let's go ahead and start with that one. And besides, this is a huge deal. When we knew it was being made, it was that, right, we have to do this, we have to do this game, we have to. And there was, I think, the first day, there was that moment of, oh my God, it's Alien. (laughs) Um, But but we we just so wanted to do it because it was, you know, we we loved that film. Mm. We both, when we were kids, we, we watched them millions of times and... Yeah, we didn't really think about it too much other than no, it was, luckily. It was that if that was being made, we want to do it. Yeah, Alien's one of those films that all of all of the team working on it, actually, it's the film that you will watch at least once a year. And I have done, I have done since I got it on VHS. Yeah. There's that and, and probably Blade Runner and I think The Abyss as well I managed to watch every year. It's one of those classic films that if and if it's on TV, I will watch it. So it was it was it was interesting starting the project and each was having a very personal idea of what is Alien, what is the sound of Alien. Yes, and and not only is the movie itself iconic, but this soundtrack, I mean, come on, this is one of the soundtracks that people mention as being one of the most influential, not only sci-fi soundtracks, but I think soundtracks in general in the last part of the 20th century. It's one of those first soundtracks that really crossed over into into the sound design as well, and it kind of blurred the lines yeah. between soundtrack and sound design, which is something that Alexis and I have always been. Yeah, and and the, the other, you know, we we knew this. This is one of the first times we've done a project where we knew exactly what they were, you know, starting from before yeah. we started working on it. So when it came to sort of studying it even more, you know, it was we had a big head start already. And we we were lucky because they they licensed some of the cues from the original film, which is a really good jumping off point. It was really nice to not be just kind of starting and going, right, let's do something that we're trying to sound like those cues. Yeah, we we have those cues. had the themes that yeah. we could use. And so, so we do it properly, you know, because that, that, was, that was completely vital to it. Yeah. You can't start off from a kind of, we'll make it sound a bit like this, it's a bit like so that. Cheap. Just be rubbish, yeah. yes. We had to do about three hours of music in the end. Just having those assets available meant that we didn't have to fake them. You know, the whole thing about Alien Isolation in in the design, the characters, that everything they wanted to do, the creative assembly wanted to do, they wanted to make it authentic. Yes. And and you know, and they worked hand in hand with 20th Century Fox to make it authentic, to get all the archive stuff. And and luckily they did that with the music as well. So And some of the original musicians, right? Yeah, we've done yeah. that with, I don't know if that was it was more yeah. luck rather than design. Yeah. There, there, there's there, we have a really good group of um, uh, uh, orchestral musicians in, in London and, and they, they're real kind of jobbing jobbing session players and, and a, a good handful of them were, had worked in the original film and they walked in they, wa- 
Yeah, they just walked yeah. in and said, oh my god, this, these guys worked in the original film. It's amazing. No way. I didn't know that happened by accident. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can choose some of the bay, but it's it's who's available on the, on the days that you've got the orchestra. Most of the time, and this is you know this this is kind of why London is is great to record in. You know, you can't throw a stick without hitting somebody who's worked on Star Wars. <laughs> you know I mean, usually, usually if you have an orchestra, you will go. That guy did all the Star Wars stuff. That's the trumpeter from yeah. that. These guys played on. You know, they're, 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 yeah. So it's quite likely. Yeah, but, if we but, were going to get them, but but we had yes, yeah, some, some of the key great, players. Yeah. You can hear the rest of my conversation with The Flight, Joe Henson and Alexis Smith, at classicalnpr.org slash topscore. Topscore is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. That's Topscore from American Public Media. I'm Emily Reese.